Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, November 3rd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliette Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. For today's show, pay transparency is in the news, and Juliet's going to break it down for us, specifically talking about a new rule affecting millions, I believe, of people in New York requiring businesses to put salary ranges into job listings. We'll get the details from Juliet. Before we get to that, a few headlines in tech and business. Let's get crackalacking. All right. First things first, some Twitter updates, ongoing story. We're going to keep talking about it as long as it keeps happening. Elon Musk said that the company will not reinstate banned accounts until his team sets up a clear process for doing so, which could take a few weeks. Also, Twitter employees are apparently sleeping on the floor of Twitter offices to meet his tight new Deadlines. Esther Crawford, a Twitter product director leading the development of Musk's new $8 a month paid verification system, retweeted a photo of herself in a sleeping bag in a conference room. I think this is pretty classic Musk Mm -hmm. company behavior. Like when Tesla's factories were getting up and running in production hell, Musk commonly slept on the floor himself. And I think he's pretty much known to expect the same of his employees, which obviously is not for everyone, but some might find it motivating. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think people are going to find it very motivating. Exactly. Well, we'll see. We'll see who lasts. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving along, the Fed said take a hike. In a highly publicized and long expected move, the central bank raised interest rates again to the highest level since January 2008. This is them continuing to implement the most aggressive and rapid monetary policy tightening since the early 80s, which is the last time inflation really ran this high. Uh, Markets were hoping there'd be some kind of language in their announcement around slowing down this pace of tightening. And uh, the Fed statement included a line which said, and this is a quote, they'll take into account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation and economic and financial developments, which I think is one of the more vague non-statements I heard today, Mm -hmm. but better than nothing. Yes. (laughs) Now, economists are trying to read between the lines and hope that this is a a hint towards a step down in policy where uh, the rate increases would decrease in velocity. Also in the news, Home Depot workers will vote on whether a Philly location will become the first unionized store for the home improvement chain. CVS and Walgreens agreed to pay around $5 billion each to settle lawsuits related to the U.S. opioid crisis. The funds will mostly go toward addiction prevention and treatment programs. And lastly, I thought this was interesting, PitchBook came out with new data analyzing Over 144,000 startup founders and the schools they went to, basically in the startup world, arguments about which colleges are best at fostering entrepreneurs are not uncommon. And uh, well, 
I saw this new data and I think it could put some of these quarrels to rest at least for 2022. So what does the data say? Well, PitchBook basically ranked the top 100 schools by looking at the number of founders with a degree from each school. And North American schools dominated with, uh, interestingly enough, Israel being the only other country ranking in the top 20 uh, with two schools, one at number seven and one at number 15. And notably, though, well, the data shows that female founders find the most success at North American schools as opposed to other regions of the world, the numbers are far from even when it comes to their male counterparts. So far this year, 219 female founders with undergraduate degrees, for instance, from Stanford, have raised $5.1 billion. And you can compare that to over 1.4 thousand male founders with undergraduate degrees from Stanford who've raised over $73 billion. Mm. So we've got some work to do there, you could say. Yes, yes, as as per usual. Yeah. All right, Juliet, what do we have to know about pay transparency? Why is it in the news right now? And what does it mean? Well, we're also going to talk about uh, gender, gender issues here, but... Mm. Uh, on its face, basically, it's in the news right now because New York City has a new rule that went into effect earlier this week where employment agencies and certain businesses must now include the base pay in job listings. So that's internal job postings and as well as the stuff you'll see on LinkedIn or even Craigslist. Right. So essentially, there's there's some there's some rules here. So it's businesses that have four or more employees that includes the owner and it can and it can include any one employee who lives in New York City. So you could have a team that's half remote. You got anyone in New York City, you need to be posting your pay. Okay. That needs to be hourly pay. So you could say $15 an hour. That could be your salary. So $75,000, just throwing numbers out here. But it must be clear. You can't have any of this murky shit like, oh, $15 an hour and up. Um, or any of those mm. vague statements like competitive. You have to say what it is or what the range is in good faith, what you think you will pay that person. All right. And it applies to full-time, part-time, interns, contractors, domestic workers, all sorts of different types of jobs. Violators get up to 30 days to shape up. Otherwise, they could get fines of up to $250,000 okay. or more. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Most places in New York, they're already doing it. I was looking at a report from Neiman Lab. Uh, you know, a lot of them are listing their pay ranges. Some of them, like the New York Post, for example, Kind of skirting the issue by this post for a tech reporter, salary range 50000 to 145000 <laughs> That's a big range. That's like a whole other person's job inside that <laughs> range. Yeah. And we're seeing this in New York City. This is kind of, we've, we're also seeing this in many other places. There's states and municipalities that have laws that are very similar. The EU is going to put something in place that's very similar. So why does this matter? Well, we already talked about how annoying it is and what a time waster it is when you don't know how much a job pays. But there's also a couple other key things. It helps prevent pay disparities, including the gaps faced by women and people of color. So, mm. you know, if a, if a job says I pay 75K and you're a woman and you apply for that job and then you find out yeah, a man gets hired at 95K, right? that's not cool. And now you know. And there's also a couple other things that are good. So let's say you're a less experienced worker. You're coming into your first jobs in the industry. Well, now you know kind of what you should make based on the postings for similar jobs. So right. you can avoid being lowballed. If you're a student studying something in college, you can set up realistic expectations for what your earning potential is in your field of study. Sure. And if you're an employee who finds out that, yeah, you're paid pretty well and fairly uh, compared to your coworkers, 
that can improve your motivation and your desire to stick around. On the other hand, if you find out that you're not being paid fairly, well, now you know that you should go get a better job. There you go. All right. So it sounds like a generally positive development and rule that's being put in place here. And I imagine the reception uh, from the people has been pretty positive. The people, yes. <laughs> I would say yes. The people, younger people, millennials, Gen Z, they are more yeah. apt to talk about money than their parents and older generations who kind of thought it was rude and a taboo subject. Um, I have seen some people who are like, hey, maybe this isn't quite a good thing, but it, it, it all seemed to center around like making people feel when they find out that they don't make very good money or, you know, having people focus so much on a number as opposed to performance. But yeah, I think overall, I personally uh, do find this to be a very good thing. I find it so interesting because I feel even even today still very much it is considered rude to ask someone what they make mm -hmm. uh, generally. You know, maybe if you're closer with the person, whatever, it's less rude. Or if you're kind of in their field, you're trying to learn about a job, less rude in context. But generally, I think it's considered rude to still still to ask someone how much they make. But I feel like the world is kind of moving to a place where decades from now, it could be commonplace to ask someone what they make just as a normal part of conversation wouldn't be considered rude at all. And I feel like what's happening now with this rule in New York is uh, mm -hmm. only going to accelerate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if people had been being paid fairly this whole time, maybe there wouldn't be such a push for it. But I think mm. there is this push to just be like, how can we end these pay disparities and discrepancies? And just there's so many people that enter the business world, they don't know how to negotiate because they don't know what's reasonable. So True. I think we're really moving towards this phase where Workers are starting to be like, hey, I need to have some power on my plate when I come in and negotiate, but I don't even know where to start. So I think this is a good thing for them. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co slash email. Have a terrific Thursday, and I'll see you tomorrow.